A young minister was up giving his heart, and he said something that I thought was pretty profound, really touched me deeply. You know, the three Hebrew children, I'm going to probably preach on this subject, you know, they went into the fiery furnace that was heated seven times more. And God did not deliver them from that fire. He got in with them. That really touched me. Because many times I know if you're as human as I, you're asking God to get you out of a situation where he may say, no, I'm just going to get in the situation with you. Wow, that was profound. It touched me deeply, and I wrote it down. And so as the days lapse on to months and to years, if God allows us to tarry, try to keep that in your mind for the fiery trials that are to test us. God Thank you for being in it with me. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter number 8, verses 10, 11, and 12 says this. And herein I give my advice, for this is expedient for you, who have begun before not only to do, but also to be forward a year ago. Now therefore perform the doing of it, that as there was a readiness to will, so there may be a performance also out of that which you have. For if there be first a willing mind, it is accepted according to that a man hath, and not according to that he hath not. You may be seated. I want to try to minister on this thought of willingness. A willingness. A ready mind. And as I come down, my heart is feeling some of your hearts and spirit. And I can tell that your thoughts are on so many things. But today I want to try to bring those thoughts into the Word of God. That the Apostle Paul gave me a sound advice. That before I can do anything for the Lord... I've got to have a willingness of spirit and mind. What does that word mean? It is a preposition. In other words, it's something that I've already made up way before I do it. It's not something on the spur of the moment when the Lord hits me or the Word of God gets a hold of me and I begin to say then, oh, I think I'm going to do more. I desire to do more. I desire to give more. I desire to be more of what God wants me to be. That's not what this is talking about, even though that's good. I have that willingness and readiness, even before the Lord does, put me in a place of asking me to go the second mile. And when I have this willingness, it must be in a cheerful manner. That's the definition in the Greek. And so as I look at the church of the living God today, I can feel your burden. I can feel the things that are 
possibly going on with you right now, right this moment, what you're thinking about, what you may be anxious about. If there's somehow, I can some way get you as a child of God to understand the simple verse, if God be for you, who can be against you? It is so simple, but yet so powerful, that if God is for me, nothing can be against me. I must somehow get a hold of myself and get a readiness of mind. An apostolic writer wrote this. He said, That a desire to do more or give more does not excuse or justify not giving or doing what one can. We're guilty. Lord, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to do more. And then when you realize that that may be beyond your ability to do so, you may say, well, I'm not going to do anything. If I can't do what I really wanted to in the Lord, I'm not going to do anything. You're not justified in that. We've got to do what we can do. We've got to give what we can give. We've got to pray what we can pray. We've got to have a willingness. This morning, I can tell, Brother Phillips, that I'm up against a lot of forces today. I can sense that. I'm not trying to bring any harm your way. I just know what I'm sensing. Did you have a willingness yesterday and the day before that church is coming? And when I get there, I'm going to give everything that I've got. And if I can't give what I wanted to, if I can't do what I wanted to in praise and worship, I'm still going to do what I can. I'm not going to sit by and not do anything because of my flesh or my mind or what is going on in the world or what the news media is saying. I've made, you've got to make up your mind. If you don't make up your mind, you're not going to do anything for Jesus. And it can't be on the spur of the moment. Have you ever... All of a sudden, wanted to do something in the spur of the moment, and <laughs> you realize how it turned out. Yep. Yeah, uh-huh, you got more frustrated. Yep. But when you begin to have a readiness way before you do it, or way before you take that trip, or way before you begin to plan, you begin to get yourself ready for it. You begin to, to understand the preparations uh, that you've got to do to take that trip, or do that job around the house, or whatever, or cook that meal. We cannot haphazardly throw food in a pot because we wasn't prepared and expect every time for it to come out. Now, I know the family members will say it's fine, but they don't get that second helping. Is that why you may have troubles getting a second helping of the blessings of God? Because you were not prepared to do so. Everybody 
else has already got a blessing. It seems like the service is winding down. So, oh well, I might as well just give up today. You didn't have a readiness of mind. I'm telling you right now, you didn't have a willingness of spirit. Because when the Holy Ghost is moving, friend, I don't care where you're at in the sanctuary, you can touch Him. You can get something from Him. It don't matter how many people are up here. My God is able to touch us all at the same time. Too many churches come to church without preparing their heart and mind. Amen. Praise the Lord. Listen to Isaiah 1, 19 and 20. Evangelist is still returning from her trip. And so I'll do the reading myself. It's okay. Thank God I can read a little. Isaiah was talking and basically writing under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. And he said... If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. What I'm trying to do is help somebody today. Your willingness... Cannot just rest, just rest in what you have in your pocket or what your ability to do. Your willingness is saying, God, if you will, I'll attempt. I'm ready. I've been ready. I've been ready. It hadn't come yet, but I'm ready. And you never know when God's going to open that door. When he might push you into a Sunday school position or he might push you into something else or push you here to witness or if you're not you know why we don't witness because we haven't made up our mind today I'm going to witness we don't get up and say okay today God I'm ready I'm ready. I'm looking. I'm looking. God, I know it's going to happen somewhere along the line. God, I'm ready in my mind and spirit. You give me just somebody that will stop and say, how are you? And I'm going to say something like, I'm doing well in the Lord. Uh, This is the day the Lord has made. I rejoice. (laughs) To witness, you got to make up your mind to witness. It's amazing the things that a preacher feels and senses. When he's preaching. It doesn't have to be from everyone. I don't even have to know how. You know, I don't need to know who it comes from. Sometimes I do. But it's amazing that I keep hearing this. Pastor White, you don't know what you're talking about. You're right. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about what God told me to talk about. And he knows what he's talking about. If God don't know, nobody knows. And if God's word ain't true, I'm going to tell you right now, we're in a hurt. But I know, and I am persuaded, and I am determined that in who I believe, he is able to do everything abundantly and above and exceeding. I'm going to tell you right now, when I make up my mind to live for God, there is nothing, no one, nothing, no trial or person can keep me from, I I may shed a tear here or there. But I'm still going to be back in the house of God worshiping the Lord. I really am. I keep, I keep, you know, I love you. I keep hearing this. Well, I just can't. You won't. Because you don't have a willingness. God doesn't look at the things that 
we see. He looks at the things that we cannot see. That's what faith is. If I have a willingness, if I have a willingness... Now, I'm just using this example. I'm not trying to, to, to get anybody to do any more financially than what the Lord has laid on their heart to do. I'm just using this. I can remember. I can remember when I was at a place in my life that I didn't even have a table to eat on. I still had a job. Still working for the fire department. But things had happened in my life to where I didn't, I didn't have a table. I found out you can eat without a table. You could eat without a stove or a microwave. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't need a lot of glasses to have a drink of water. Worst comes to worst, you can put your mouth under the spigot. I was there. I know what I'm talking about. And I was trying to get things together, and I was enduring and praising God. And somebody told me, hey, well, the money that you're giving to God, that could help you buy a table. I'm going to tell you right. I, I looked at the person, a secular person. I'm going to say right now, whether I ever give, uh, get a table or not, I will not stop giving to God. Do you know within a couple of weeks, the pastor asked me to preach. I preached for him. And when you're at a local church, I never expected it. He gave me $100. I said, praise God. I'm going to get me a table. Hallelujah. My God is able to supply all my need according to his riches. But you gotta have a you gotta have a readiness. <laughs> I wasn't going here, but I'm going here. You have willingness to buy the things that you don't really need to survive. <laughs> but I can't do that for God. <laughs> not trying to upset you I'm just preaching and if God tells me to say something I'm going to say it I'm going to tell you right now I had better not ever in the name of Jesus keep back anything that is God whatever it is so that I can go get something that I want that I don't really need it's not a need to survive I really don't need a new pair of shoes I'm not saying I can't get one after I give what is ever the Lord's whether it be money or time but I don't really need one do you understand I can worship God in barefoot I can come to church in bare feet hey hallelujah in fact the Bible says take off thy shoes you're on holy ground I'm not saying for you to throw all your shoes away but I'm telling you we can live for God and survive with much less than what we've got I was talking to brother Phillips on the way and we were reminiscing a little bit I was telling him I was a kid you know we were talking about the things that you know I was 135 pound and hungry all the time and you know basically I told him how one time my mama and siblings went to town and she just made a cake I told my wife about this, and they were gone, and that cake was looking good. I ate half of it before they came back. Didn't gain a pound. I look at one now. <laughs> I, remember, I remember being at the house and being so hungry because I was a growing, growing boy. And, and, you know, 
I'd go in there, whatever I could find, carrots, it wouldn't matter, carrots, pineapple. I'd make me some pineapple sandwiches. I'd get some mayonnaise, some bread, get some sliced pineapples, put on bread, go to town. Banana sandwiches, friend, you know, I'd eat some banana sandwiches, I'm telling you. Bologna, it wouldn't matter. Oh, bologna, don't, I'm not eating it right now, but I know I can. If I have to, I can, and I can survive. I used to take the mayonnaise, mustard, and ketchup and mix it together on that sandwich, and, and friend, my mouth is watering now. I can barely even keep my mouth going in the mic. I'm going to say right now, when I have a readiness and a willingness of mine, I can live for God no matter what comes my way. No matter what I have or what I don't have. It don't matter what's in the pan. Listen, I know a God that can cause a, a cruise of oil and a barrel of meal not to fail. Ooh, hallelujah. Man, I'm getting wound up. I'm going to read another scripture found in Acts 17, 10 through 12. The Apostle Paul writing here under the inspiration of God, and the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night unto Berea, whom coming thither went into the synagogues of the Jews. Let me tell you what happened right before this. He was in Thessalonica, and he went in like his manner of custom was into the synagogue. He began to preach the word. He began to tell them, Christ, Jesus is that Christ. Some of them believed, but some Jews didn't, and those Jews moved with envy. Stir up the city. Cause them to try to take Paul and Silas. In fact, it was so bad that they had to let them out by night, and they came to Berea because they didn't have a readiness. And when we get here, and when we're reading this, you're going to find out in the next verse, they were more noble than those in Thessalonica, and that they received the word with all what? All what? All what? When a man is preaching to you, whatever God puts on his heart, if you've got a readiness, it don't matter whether it hits you, uh, whether you don't like what he's saying. Uh, if you've got a readiness of mind, you're going to receive it. Uh, oh, the Bible says receive the word with gladness. Uh, let it become enmeeted uh, and engrafted into you. And search the scriptures daily. Verse number 12. Therefore, many of them believed also of honorable women and were Greeks and men, not a few. Do you want revival? Do you want people coming in here of your loved ones, your friends, your co-workers? Uh, you want people coming in? Well, friend, I'm going to tell you right now, until we get uh, to a place of loving God uh, and loving His Word, and when your pastor is preaching his guts out, you begin to, to get behind it. Uh, you begin to have a readiness of mind. Uh, you begin to say, preach to me, preacher. Oh, I'm glad I got a pastor that'll preach. Uh, I'm glad I got a pastor that'll say it like it is. Uh, if you want revival, get a readiness of mind and search the scriptures daily. Don't search the scriptures so you can find out what's going wrong in the church. <laughs> We're good at that. We're good at saying, well, this is not the way it should be and pastor, you know, and sister White. And We're good at that, but we are very, very poor at saying, God, what do I need to do? Where's the attitude I need to improve? <laughs> Lord, where's the spirit that I need to work on? Lord God, have I been too critical of others uh, when really I ought to be critical of myself uh, and, and begin to look at and say, you know what? I can improve. Uh, I can improve in my prayer life. I can improve in my worship. I can improve uh, oh, not saying things that I've been saying. Uh, oh, hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. I'm talking about a willingness. Uh, I know we're just a few here this morning and it's Sunday morning, but something has happened to me that we've got to get a willingness uh, if we're going to see 
see revival. I don't know about you, but I still want revival. I don't know about you, but I still want to see souls saved. I'm looking forward to the temple. We got a brand new baptism. I'm looking forward to baptizing people in the lovely name of Jesus Christ. My grandson Titus is praying for the Holy Ghost. He's seven. He's beginning to pray for the Holy Ghost, beginning to prepare himself to be baptized. He's becoming a willingness and readiness of mine. They had revival because of that. Paul said it this way in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 2 through 5. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of spirit and of power. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. I want to talk to you about some men of the scripture. Job. Job was a very prominent man. He had a beautiful family. He was very wealthy. But Job had a willingness to serve God, even in the midst of all of that. And so when God allowed the enemy to take everything... Because of his willingness, he did not complain. He said, the Lord taketh and the Lord Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I could go to Moses. What a privileged life he had. Being rescued out of the river Nile. Raised in Pharaoh's house. All the school that he must have attended. All the education that he must have had. All the nicer things of life. Until one day he chose. He chose. To come out. And when God did that, he didn't complain. What about Joseph? Joseph was the favorite. It wasn't something that he chose. He was just a favorite. He got a coat of many colors. He was a dreamer. God used him and spoke to him. And then one day, envy, envy, Envy put him in a pit. Then he went to Egypt. He was sold to Potiphar, lied on, went to jail, forgotten in jail. Until he was approximately 33 years old. Came out, became the second in command. Not one time, not one time can you read where he complained. God, what happened to my coat? In fact, I don't ever see him asking dad for a new one. What he told his brothers is what you meant for evil. God turned it around for good to save much people alive. What about the three Hebrew children? I've already talked a little bit about that. The king wanted them to bow down and worship him. He said, we're not going to do that. For our God is well able. But if he, do, if he doesn't, we're not going to worship you, O king. They heated the furnace seven times, put him in there. And it's like I already told you, Jesus went in there, delivered them. Not one time did they complain. What about Jesus? Let me read you a scripture found in the New Testament in the book of Corinthians. Let me read this to you. Corinthians, second, cha- uh, second Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. For you know by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. That through his poverty, 
might be rich. He had a willingness. He had a willingness. My daughter come to the piano this morning. I have tried. I have tried. I'm hoping that one day we can get in unity and understand that God is God. And no matter what we're facing and no matter how many times I've tried to trust him, and things haven't always worked out the way I wanted. He hasn't left me. Because every trial is a test to grow in maturity. Some of you that God wanted to reach. You closed. Week after week, month after month, for all these years, I've done nothing but try to help you with the Word of God. Not remove your sorrows, because God doesn't remove mine. Not remove your pain or disappointments, because God doesn't remove mine. But He has shown me, if I have a willingness, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Malachi said, prove him. And I don't just have to prove him with money. I can prove him in other things. Lord God, I've had this uh, affliction for so long, but I'm going to go every time you give me an opportunity and believe you to take it and to heal me. When you don't, I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to fuss. I'm going to keep believing that one day, one day, there was a man by the pool of Bethesda. How many years was he coming? 38? One day, it was his day. There was a woman with the issue of blood. How long did she have it? 12 years, I believe. She went to doctor after doctor. Nothing wrong with that. Spent all she had. Had no money left. But didn't get better, got worse. And then one day, it was her day. I'm looking for that day. I'm looking for that day. But if I don't have a willingness of mind and spirit, that day could come and it would pass me by. A willingness. Having such a mindset that God, today could be that day. I'm going to go out with you in mind, with you with me, I don't know what I'm going to face. I don't know if I'm going to be down or up. God, whatever it is, together, I know I can make it. You've got to have a willingness. You've got to have a willingness. I preach because I have a burden to preach. I have a calling to preach. Because I know the Word of God works. I've been living for God a long time. I've had all kinds of heartaches and tribulations and trials. I'm still standing, still preaching, still on fire. Regain your willingness and readiness of mind. For as a man thinketh, so is he. You can't do anything for God. You will not do anything for God until you have 
a willingness and readiness of mind. And wanting to does not justify not doing what you can. As we stand this morning, I thank the Lord for His Word. A few are already here. I don't know where you're at, but God does. Simple thought this morning. Nothing complex about it. No revelation about it. None. Just a reminder to you and to me. Living for God takes a readiness and willingness of mind. The Lord bless you today. The Lord keep you. The Lord shine His face upon you. The Lord open up His ears to your prayers. And the Lord help you to search the Scripture daily. That my mind can be like the mind of Christ. The Bible says it, let this mind be in you that was so in Christ. Sing, daughter, when you're ready. I'm through preaching.